Hey guys, this is Juan with the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Lady Know this episode is brought to you by San Marcos Mexican Restaurants located right here at 2301 Southwest 59th Street in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Give them a call at 405-685-7773 for to-go order. And don't forget Margarita Wednesdays, $5 house margaritas, frozen or on the rocks, or $2 tequila shots. Every day, all day, Wednesday, it's the best medicine to get you through that hump day. And don't forget, great food and even better customer service. And don't forget to let Abel know that the Cinnamon Movie Podcast sent you for an additional 10% off your entire purchase. It's the only dine-in restaurant of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to episode 214. Welcome to Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew, the good fellas. Uh, Ed? Hey, how's it going, folks? Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? And a big welcome, Cinnamon Movie Podcast debut for Franco. Franco, how you doing? What's up? I'm doing good, man. Good, good. Everybody have a fabulous weekend. Good week. It's been good. Yeah. So far. As always. Ed, did you have a good uh, 49 to 0 weekend? <laughs> he refused. He refuses to comment. Um, but no, I, I'm excited to, to be here. We're finally talking uh, another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Um, it's been a few years since we've talked about one, um, but I'm super excited um, to get that back into everybody's uh, plate, if you will. But uh, Zach, what about you? Did you have a good weekend? I did. Got some things done, watched a couple things. We'll talk about it here soon. Franco, you've had a busy, busy week, I'm sure. But what about your weekend? Did you have a good weekend? It was a good weekend. I had um, the past couple of days off, uh, my daughter's second birthday party. And uh, I did a lot of videos for YouTube. Nice. A lot of videos for YouTube. For those of you who may not have known, uh, we are live on this channel from 6 to 8 p.m. on Imswa Productions' YouTube channel, uh, which is also available to watch anytime on demand afterwards. But, uh, Franco, why don't you tell everybody the, the big, nice, exciting news that really has been a week in, in the works? um last monday we we're at 1533 subs we just hit 1k late august i think like the end of august and uh last week a video blew up went viral and we are sitting at 53k and counting Fifty-three thousand subscribers that's insane um mm -hmm. yeah a big congratulations to everybody man i know it's it's definitely like a, been a, a long time coming hard work and it's, it's always good to pay off so 
um, big congratulations to you guys, to everybody, really. Um, but if you guys have not listened to last week's episode or want to watch it, um, last week's episode, we talked about Signs. It was the 20th anniversary of Signs. It came out 20 years ago. Um, really a good in-depth conversation, I thought, about the aliens, the dialogue, Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, fellas, any, any uh, last remaining uh, seasonings you want to sprinkle on that episode before we get into a nightmare? No. Uh, no, something I just I wanted to talk about, but I just, just slipped my mind, was that uh, sound design in that film is really spectacular. Just the way Shyamalan is able to use um, just... Like the scene where uh, it, it's a sh it's a scene out sh outside at night, and you hear the crickets just go one by one until it's just completely silent. Um, just shows a craftsmanship on his part. So nice. Forty nine. Who joined by uh, joined by Craig too? Uh, did you have a good weekend? I did. Yeah. Except for like three hours. Yeah. Everything else is good though. It's okay. Um, but if, if you guys want to find uh, last week's episode, it's available to listen to wherever you listen to podcasts at um, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Deezer. And of course, thanks to the <coughs> Prescribed Films Network, you can find us on uh, www.prescribedfilms.com. Um, social media, we're always giving away some kind of digital copies or codes. So go check us out on the social media. It's facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the cinnamon movie podcast. Twitter at cinnamon405. And then the easiest and fastest way to probably get a hold of us is just the email. Um, send us a quick email, C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be able to uh, dig into some emails today and uh, we'll read at the end of every episode like we normally do. Um, so, yeah. Craig, are we all we're, we're all good to go though, right? We're ready for some uh, getting ready to hop into some movie news and uh, check into uh, Zach. You got a, some stuff you want to talk about Rodeo Cinema, so yep, go for it. Um, as you guys may or may not know, Rodeo Cinema are good friends over on um, twenty two twenty one Exchange Avenue, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma is a good sponsor of ours. It's a non for profit art house movie theater in the stockyards of Oklahoma City. Um, hey guys, it's horror season. They got a lot of cool things going on. You can still see movies such as Moon Age Daydream, Don't Worry Darling, See How They Want Run, and Pearl. Uh, but this week, guys, Thursday, October 13th, uh, they're showing a free community screening of Night of the Living Dead, the 1968 zombie classic. Saturday, October the 15th, Hocus Pocus double feature, where they're showing both one and two, and you get to meet the Sanderson sisters. And this Sunday, October 16th, uh, Silent Sunday is the fan of the fan of the opera from uh, 1925. And much, much more is going on this month, including uh, screenings of Jennifer's Body and on Halloween, the classic Halloween night from 1978. So go check them out, Rodeo Cinema, and tell them that the Cinnamon Movie Podcast sent you. Nice. I didn't I didn't tell you guys this, but uh, they're asking us to come dress up as the Sanderson sisters. So that's what we're doing oh. next weekend. I got oh. a question. <laughs> so the Sanderson sisters, is that like the three main witches? Yeah. And they're all like Sarah Jessica Parker is going to be there. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm sure it's going to be like somebody else or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's going to be Edward. Edward's going to be one of them. <laughs> But no, let's 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 talk about some some movie news. Okay, tell me if you hear this.
I don't have a lot of stuff to bring to the table to table today, but if anybody else wants to bring anything, they can. Um, the biggest Whoa. one that I got. Sorry, I couldn't stop. I'm sorry. He's just so excited. The the biggest one that I uh, wanted to bring to the table is Ezer Miller is back for reshoots. Warner Brothers is not getting rid of him, uh, you know, and the movie's continuing. It's going to go in theaters as planned. But uh, yeah, he he's coming back and he's going to be a part of the actual. You know, release and uh, probably the, the the actual red carpet party and premiere. Uh, there there was some stuff a few months ago. You know, I brought this up that he would be welcomed back with open arms if he took his classes and did what he needed to do and opened up with an apology. I personally haven't seen if he if he's done that yet. But um, what do you guys think? Good, that's we, good. That's what we told Zach he had to do. Good, hey, good. Well, hey, I, I'm I'm doing my classes. I'm doing okay. Good move. Bad move. Uh, what, what I is, think bad move just because it teaches like, okay, you can do whatever you want and we don't care. It's it's cool. You know, as long as you apologize, it's all good. If you, if you, you go and just, you know, do, do your thing. It's cool. We don't care. And I mean, that, like, as long as I get to yeah, see the Batman, that's so messed <laughs> up, man, but whatever. I, I don't get it. I'm excited to see Michael Keaton. Uh, I'm not excited about the backlash that's about to come with the Israel Miller bringing him back. Franco, what about you? You're you're a huge comic book fan as well. Uh, you think it's good? You think it's bad? Or do you think everybody deserves a second and third chance? Everybody deserves a second chance, not a third chance, and this is terrible. Yeah. It's just I mean, they, they should have uh, never got came back with him. Um, he's doing reshoots. Hopefully, they don't like keep him for the next one. Uh, after that, for whatever's going on after that, hopefully they recast. Hopefully they uh, bring in uh, from the TV show. I forgot his name. But I know the TV show guy. Yeah, Grant Gaston. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Zach. Good news, bad news. Do you not care anymore? I truthfully, I don't. I don't really care anymore. But I just, I don't understand. You have an actor who's clearly not only needs like probably mental health, but just needs to just work out some issues for himself. I just, this is, your, this is truly your chance just to do like a flashpoint thing and get rid of him and hire somebody else, whether it be Grant Gustin or somebody else. But I mean, it, I don't know, maybe they're just trying to save money and it's already the movie, the basically movie's already shot and done. It's just ready to be released, I guess next year or whatever. And like you said, I'm, Franco, they're doing reshoots, but you know, I mean, maybe they're just doing this one last thing with them or something like that. But I mean, it already seemed kind of like a slap in the face to. Maybe it's a contract thing. Like he he was get, was supposed to get one film at least, a solo film, and that's it. Well, I would expect running from the law for like how long? I know. A contract I know. killer, like I know. already. I know. Like not for the mess. Hey, not, but it's not on him if they didn't add those stipulations. <laughs> I get it, but I don't know, man. That's just such a. I don't know. It's like in the fine print, you got to put can't be running from police, can't be a wanted fugitive, <laughs> don't be he, major he, crime. He was just testing out his flash skills. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> no, uh, wasn't fast enough. Apparently, the 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 good the good news about this whole DC thing is uh, there there are rumors that Henry Cavill has inked his name in some uh, some multi film contracts uh, thanks to Dwayne Johnson. Um, providing some some huge pushback for his his new DC movie, which comes out in a few weeks or next week, actually. Um, 
you know, Henry Cavill is back not only just for a Black Adam scene, supposedly, but he's also back for multiple movies. I'm, for one, is super, super happy. I think he's been the best Superman we've ever seen. And I'm excited to see what they can do with, with him with that cape back on. Anybody else? Agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to save that as a big surprise for Black Adam, but, you know. You know, we can't I mean, do that anymore. I know. I know. Um, unless anybody else has to bring anything, the only thing I have is some more HBO News Max is that The Barbarian is coming to HBO Max uh, October 25th, right in time for Halloween. Damn, that's what happened quick. to uh, HBO Max like dissolving? That's still happening. It's just they're still like if you go on to HBO Max now, you can see there's a lot of like HGTV and all different types of, you know, uh, TLC programming. Yeah. So. But they still, but what I don't understand is that, you know, I don't know if you guys ever saw like the little teaser for The Last of Us, the adaptation for the video game. It's it's still an HBO Max series due to be released next year, like early next year. So I guess we'll see. So we have some comments right here on the, on the, if you guys are watching us on the YouTube channel here. Uh, first Omen prequel is coming. Um, mm. I did not know that. Anybody excited for the Omen? Has anybody seen the Omen, Zach? I've seen, I've seen I've seen the remake. I haven't seen the, the original. Damien? Yeah. Damien, yeah, there you go. Um We also intrigued with the Running Man remake. Arnold Schwarzenegger movies getting more remakes. I like it. As long as they don't remake the classic jingle all the way, I'm okay. <laughs> jingle all the way does not need a remake. Because it's a classic. It is. Okay, as long as we agree. So Ed does not approve, so he's not he's not in the mood, man. He's not in the mood. Recent watches. Um Franco will yeah, uh, this is your first time going with us, so we'll start with you. Do you have anything that you've uh, recently checked out or want to recommend to anybody watching or listening out there? Um not within the past week. I saw the half of Dream Warriors, but uh I guess Dahmer. Mm. Uh yeah, I talked about it last week, I think, or the week prior, and it's a interesting show. Uh, not for the squeamish or anything, but I enjoyed it from beginning to end. And uh, I've seen a whole bunch of wrestling. Um, wasn't we just reviewed Armageddon 08? Don't watch that. I don't recommend that. That one was yeah. a sleeper. Some of the some of those Armageddon pay per views are like really hit or miss. I've noticed even even lately, like some of the the pay per views that come out like in December, they're like, ah, uh, it's the very last one of the year, right before the Rumble. Let's make it the worst show possible. Let's save all the oh, surprises. I saw it, uh, Extreme Rules this past Sunday as well. That one was uh, awesome. People it was awesome. I enjoy wrestling. It was awesome. Uh, you know. I don't know. We, we we talk about it. It's a little spoiler alert. If you haven't had two days to to be on Twitter, you know the the whole Bray Wyatt surprise was I thought was done phenomenally well. Um, what Triple H has done in three months compared to what they've done the past six months Ten before, years. it's it's completely different. Um, yeah, that's the first time I've been excited for a show in a long, long time. I made my dad watch SmackDown on Friday. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They came over for dinner. And during halftime of one of the games, I was like, "Let's put on the, let's put on some SmackDown." So. It's, it's definitely definitely more enjoyable than it has been. Um, so yeah, 
what else did you check out? Uh, what did you think of Dahmer? If you had, if you had to give Dahmer like a rating, Franco of like one out of ten, what would you what would you probably give Dahmer? Um, probably a nine. It was really good. I thought um, my wife's into all that uh, serial killer <laughs> stuff and everything, and we Aren't saw the yeah yeah I think so. <laughs> we saw the the Ted Bundy one with Zac Efron, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot what the hell it was called. It's called like extra vile. Extremely uh, evil, something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, wicked, vile, something like yeah. that. I was like, they should have called this Dahmer series that because this Dahmer series was way worse than that movie. What's cool about the Dahmer series monster is that a lot, like, I think they got ninety to ninety-five percent accurate on a lot of different things there, um, down to even like how he, well, predominantly how he died. Um, I mean, even even some of the exact victims you know uh like uh anthony hughes for that matter the uh deaf uh man he had a a little bit of a relationship with that guy that's why a full episode was like hit on that uh glinda campbell the neighbor who kept smelling the smell and calling and all that that wasn't accurate just because she was on the she was like across the street in a whole different apartment building so i mean little things like that but apparently another neighbor who actually was like that did call in but little things like that is really cool that they got right and then they dramatized and different stuff like that but yeah it's it's if you go and watch that and then watch tapes or watch how uh some of the interviews went with the real jeffrey dahmer and then go and watch how evan peters was talking it's incredibly scary how accurate he got it it really is uh I, I agree. Yeah, I I just got to finish it a few days ago, and I would I would give the whole series an eight. I, I thought it was phenomenal. Jeffrey uh, Evan Peters was 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 great. Was phenomenal. Um, made me want to think twice about eating steak again. Of course, <laughs> you mean pork chops? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought it was phenomenal. So, uh, Zach, what about you? Do you have anything you want to <clears throat> recommend anybody? Uh, not a lot got, got to watch this weekend. Um, caught up on She-Hulk. I'm the newest episode behind on House of the Dragon. Um, the only two movies I got to check out was I did my rewatch of Halloween Kills. On the rewatch, I like it a lot more. Truthfully, I just kind of watched it as is and kind of just kind of I wanted to see what David Gordon Green was just trying to do with it, and it makes a lot more sense what he was trying to do compared to the first viewing. And um. Starting my little uh, Denzel retrospective, or just kind of w- watching some of his movies to get ready for our top five plus five. Watch Flight on Sunday. Excellent, excellent movie. If you guys ever have never seen it, it's on Netflix till October. Man, he should have, like everything Denzel does, he should have won an Oscar for that. He's he's truly incredible on in that. Zach, that'll lead into mine. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit that Sunday morning. Made me want to watch Flight, so I did as well. Um, I forgot the actress who was in Yellowstone was in that movie. Yeah, Kelly Riley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she did a great job. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I checked out The Fly for a recent episode of Friday the Fourteenth podcast, so you can go check that out uh, on this YouTube channel as well. Shaun of the Dead, Nightmare One and Nightmare Two, Nightmare Three. Um, did you H- HBO Max it up or just? I, I got the I got the box set. What about a uh, Hellraiser? The new Hellraiser. Did anybody check that out? I've heard good things about it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, it was gory. It was everything it was supposed to be. It makes you want to go watch 
some of the other ones, even though some of the other ones are kind of terrible. But um, I think the director's vision on this Hellraiser was just phenomenal. And I think it was a, a strong movie to build from if they want to add anything to it. Um, and then I, I checked out uh, Edward Scissorhands and, uh, like I said, Flight. And then there was a little football game on it. I watched little games this weekend, you know, but that was it. Um, so, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty busy, busy weekend. Um, Craig, what about you? Uh, <clears throat> checked out some football games over the weekend. Um, ended up finishing House of the Dragons, caught, catching up with that last night. Uh, Zach, you're caught up? Uh, except for last night's episode, yeah. Oh, okay. I won't say but, yeah. anything. Uh, I enjoy it for a prequel, kind of where it's leading and everything. Um, I think. Did the, did the time jumps bother you? Like for the first five minutes, but then once I kind of realized like where we're at and who everybody is and what yeah. the, the the path is, uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Because um, I think it would have got boring if they stuck with the original cast. I, f- I feel like the time jumps kind of keeps everything a little fresher and you can have more storylines and plots. Yeah. Um, watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 1, 2, and 3. And uh, what else? I saw the Mario teaser trailer. Uh, The memes that stemmed from that are awesome. And um, I think that's it. I haven't talked to you in a while. Have you been watching uh, Andor on Disney Plus? Dude, Andor was one of them that I was super stoked for. Uh Uh-oh. And I just haven't watched any Disney-related TV show. I'm burnt Uh out. Oh, you just haven't you just you haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. You just haven't watched it. Oh, okay. I haven't watched Andor. I haven't watched uh, anything. Hocus Pocus two, nothing yeah. like that. Andor is really really slow. I've, I've I watched the first two episodes and it just kind of feels pointless because Rogue One is so good. You know the ending to Rogue One, so why even try to touch Andor? Yeah. So yeah. it just it just feels pointless to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. Just, at this point, I'm burnt out, man. Like, I don't know. Just burnt out. I get it. Edward, what about you? you have anything you want to recommend before we get on to uh, some other stuff? Uh, right now, I didn't get actually a lot. Um, I've been lost on Hulk, She-Hulk for at least three weeks now. Uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, the, time trend, the time jumps, the last episode I watched. Other than that, I mean, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, of course, like we're doing uh, today. There's that. Um, I've been playing Link's Awakening a lot right now, (laughs) trying to get through that game. Uh, Really, that's the main thing I've been doing, to be honest. So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Dream Warriors, go check that out. I mean, honestly, if that's uh, part of, you know, one of the ones you haven't checked out, I would definitely rank that among one of the ones you should have already done so yeah franco out of curiosity have you seen smile yet it was number one at the box office again this weekend i have not i did like the marketing scheme for them though yeah it it looks like they haven't shown a lot but there's some kind of freaky twist to it that you know they're trying to keep it a surprise yeah i wouldn't be opposed to just somebody telling me I'm not. That's I'm not wild. saying the movie could be bad. It's just like, I, I literally have no idea what it's about, and I'm just really interested. Yeah. I don't know if I'm able to go see it anytime soon. 
Well, Craig loves his electronics. Craig, why don't you go ahead and let us know some stuff about CDR. My electrics. Your electrics. Uh, CDR Electronics serves the OKC metro area with the best value for your electronics. Located at 1604 West I-240 Service Road in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, they pay the most for all of your electronics. Uh, Want to go check out the new FIFA game? They got it. Want to go check out Madden or 2K that came out the last couple months? They got it. Need any accessories to beat your friends in those games? They got it. So go check them out. And, uh, yeah, tell them to send a movie podcast at you. Uh, so Zach, Zach now is going to start his new segment. Uh, go ahead and let everybody know, Zach, exactly what this box office rewind is. Yeah, so uh, if you hadn't if you hadn't listened to the Signs episode, basically it's just a new segment I kind of created, just kind of just going through what were some of the top films of that year that we're going to be talking about. Last year was 2002. This year with Dream Warriors was 1987. I'm just going to run through the top 10 films of uh, that year. Uh, just start from 10 to 1. Number 10 was the pre- was the first Predator. Number mm. 9 was Witches of Eastwick. I don't know what that is. Uh, number 8 was Lethal Weapon. Number 7 was Stakeout. Number 6, The Secret of My Success. Number 5, Three Men and a Baby. Number 4, The Untouchables. Number 3, Fatal Attraction. Number 2, Platoon, which I think was the best picture of that year. And uh, number 1 was Beverly Hill Cops 2. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors was number 20. Full Metal Jacket was 19. Dirty Dancing was 16. Robocop was 14. And La Bamba was number 12. So those were some of the big films of 1987. Nice. Um, And if you guys are on this YouTube channel, uh, don't forget Friday the 14th podcast. uh, This Wednesday, October the 12th, we're talking Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generations. Um, you know, it, it's UHD is underrated horror discoveries. A lot of people don't like next generation with Matthew McConaughey in it, but I'm a huge Matthew McConaughey fan for certain reasons. And I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. Um, it's, it's Matthew and Renee Zellweger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Renee yeah. Zellweger. So, uh, me and Nick are going to talk about next generation this Wednesday, 8 PM, um, on Friday the 14th UHD. So, uh, should be a fun conversation. And I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation in a while. So uh, it's technically the fourth installment of the first, you know, four films of the franchise. So it's always fun to talk Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So join us this Wednesday, 8 p.m. for that. Um, but Ed gets thirsty, guys. And when Ed gets thirsty, stay away. Because if he don't have anything to suck down, he can get pretty mean. So Man, it's true. It's true. <laughs> All right, so Oklahoma City uh, has a little secret called OKC Soda Craft Company, born and raised in Oklahoma City for that matter. Uh, They only use pure cane sugar and natural flavors and colors to create a unique soda experience. OKC Soda uses reverse osmosis filtered water and light carbonation for an optimal refreshing taste that doesn't leave a heavy syrup filling like the other guys. They have different flavors that are kind of unique to them, like strawberry milkshake, cherry limeade, Blueberry Akai, Root Beer, Orange Cream, Lemon Lime. They got plenty of them. You take your pick. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, man, they're just an all-around great company that comes out with great stuff. You can find it, what, at uh, your local Crest, your local yep. Homelands, your Pro uh, Foods. Pro Foods. So, I mean, they're all over 
you know, a local company, support local, man. That, that's the big thing right here. Support local. Simple as that. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Zach has some truth facts about Nightmare on Elm Street 3 that we may not have known. Zach, take it away. I don't know how I feel about going after Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. That's just it's a high bar. To, that's, to what Demi, that's what Demi Moore said. Oh, all right. So um, number one, uh, the Freddy glove that was actually stolen from the set of this film was found in another movie. It's hanging on the wall of the work shed <laughs> of Evil Dead 2. It's right here. Oh, there it is right there. Uh, Jennifer Rubin was told by some of her fans that her character of Taryn had caused them to quit drugs and the actress is very proud by that fact. Wes Craven had nothing to do with the first sequel as he didn't believe that Elm Street was capable of spinning a whole franchise. The success of uh, the second film outgrossing the original convinced him to come back. And first writing credit for Oscar nominated writer and director Frank Darabont. Dang, nice. Okay. Nice. Um, well, now it's time for our favorite and most dear segment that we have. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the top five. This week we are talking our top five Freddy kills in any of the movies, any of the franchises. That includes Freddy versus Jason. Um, yes, I'm going to also. Oh. Uh, yes, I'm also going to include the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot with Jackie Earl Haley. If you want to choose anything from that movie, um, you can also choose anything from uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So any of those movies, your favorite five Freddy kills. Uh, before we get started, does anybody have any honorable mentions? No, but I did do just from Dream Warriors. No, that's fine. That's, that's fine. good. No, <laughs> no, it, they're I, technically I, Freddy kills. I thought it was just Dream Warriors. Where you going with? So, so that's uh, I'm I'm gonna rapid fire through mine right quick. If nobody else has any, I just have two. Um, Julie's death from Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, with the little boy in the hospital, you know, she kind of gets the the remake kill from the first one. And then uh, Freddy's actual death and Freddy's dead, the final nightmare, which is nightmare six. Um, so we'll start with number five. Five. Zach, uh, do you want to kick us off with number five? What's your, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is going to be, uh, you could really make an argument that it's not really a death, but it's actually his death. Um, uh, Freddy's death from Freddy versus Jason. Um, that whole that whole last segment of just the brutality of Freddy and Jason going at it. It's just Freddy putting the uh, knives into Jason. Jason using the machete on Freddy. It's just a very graphic, bloody fight. And by the end of it, you know, the heroine gets to chop his head off. So you know, obviously, if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what happens. But it's also, but I think it's a worthy number five. So. Nice. Uh, Franco, would you like to go next? Number five for you. Um, I got Christian, Kristen's death from uh, Dream Master 4, episode part four. 
Uh, it's where the quicksand, she gets sucked into the quicksand, is in the boiler room and thrown into fire. Uh, I think it's a good number five because we get the, the meme of Freddy wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. So that was good, number five. Yeah. Man, I forgot about that meme. But yeah, good number five. <laughs> um, my number five is going to be from Nightmare 4, uh, Joey's death. You know, he's the mute kid in, in part three. He, he gets his in part four. He uh, He's the one who gets trapped in the waterbed. And, you know, it's I think it was just a, a fun a fun sequence um, when Freddy gets you and you're actually in your bed. But this time he traps you and drowns you in your own waterbed. So I thought that was pretty unique. And a lot of his deaths, even though some of them might be cheesy, um, they're all just unique and different. Um, so that's my number five. Joey's death from Nightmare 4. Uh, Ed, you want to go? Number five, I'm going to go ahead. And like I said, most of these I've pulled just from Dream Warriors. I, yeah. Uh, number five, I'm going to go ahead and go with Nancy's death. Uh, mainly because, not that it was gruesome or really just whatever, but it's you're killing off the original girl. That's like killing off Laurie Strode in Halloween 2. You know, it, it's, man, it's a big impact on the series. So, I mean, maybe not huge, but still, that's the original girl. So simple as that. Nice. Craig, you want to finish this off? Number five? Uh, yeah, mine's going to be the No Strings Attached Death from Dream Warriors. Um, you know, he, he's ripping out all of his tendons and basically making him walk like a puppet off a ledge to his death. So uh, it's kind of cheesy that you see him over overhead like a puppet, but the, the, the concept was cool. So that's my number five. Four. Uh, number four, Zach, do you want to go? Uh, number four is going to be Taryn's death from the movie we're talking about today. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. But I think it's just ironic that her, her, um, not failure, but her, uh, crut, her um, dependence, I guess you could say, in life is ultimately what takes her out. And it's a, it's kind of, it's a kind of a cheesy death in a way, just the way Freddie does his thing. But it's just kind of. Uh, that'd be, you know, it's basically an overdose, ultimately what it is. So that, that'd be that'd be number four for me. Nice. Franco, number four for you. Number four for me is your number five, Juan. Uh, the Joey waterbed scene. Yep. Um, he gets distracted by the woman, wants to save, help her, and uh, he ends up getting taken by Freddie in it. I love the the line, the cheesy line. He ends it with, uh, how's that for a wet dream? <laughs> So many, uh, so many puns. Yeah, and that's, I mean that's 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 what I enjoy a lot about some of these, especially the movie. But we'll get into it. Um, number four for me is going to be Grady's death um, from Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, um, and and you know Part Two is a little different. Jesse is kind of possessed with Freddy, and Freddy breaks out of Jesse, and you know Jesse kind of kills his friend Grady. Um, it's a little disturbing view. But I think number two gets a lot of flack as maybe one of the worst in the entire franchise. But uh, there are some pretty cool and unique deaths in part two. And, uh, you know, Grady's death made my top. So I, ha I had to throw some love to part two. Grady's death, Nightmare on Elm Street, part two, Freddy's Revenge. So, Ed, number number four for you. Number four for me, I'm going to go with Freddy's death and Dream Warriors. I, whenever... It's kind of a double 
for that matter, you know, one side's doing one thing, the other side's doing another. You've got, you know, her her dad and her coworker over there killing them with, you know, well, coworker basically killing them with uh, holy water as well as a cross. She's going ahead and stabbing him with his own glove, different stuff like that. So I mean, it takes a it, it kills her eventually. So my five and four are back to back, but you know it. it gets rid of freddy for that movie at least uh, so yeah craig number four uh my number four is going to be uh glenn's death from the original <clears throat> uh, it, it's it's not visually you don't see the kill but the blood coming out of the bed you know with it being the original it's just kind of like holy shit and you know it's it's I don't know. Just when you see it, it's just it's shocking. Just kind of seeing the blood spew out of the the bed like that. But uh, we all know the body doesn't hold that much blood. So. <laughs> I was about to say that's seven pints, it's, man. Yeah, so that, <clears throat> that's kind of why it was lower on my my list, but it's still cool nonetheless. Three, number three. Uh, Zach, what's your number three? Uh, number three is going to be uh, Philip's death from uh, Dream Warriors. A terrible way to go with your veins basically used as puppet strings. It, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Uh, probably we'll get into it, but I, I think it's probably the most creative deaths, creative deaths out of all the ones in this film. But uh, we'll talk about it here in a little bit. Uh, Franco, number three for you. Uh, number three from the Dream Warriors. I got uh, Jennifer's TV scene where she gets uh, Freddy's. <laughs> Turns the TV and she basically gets taken into it. Welcome to prime time. Damn it, bro. Yeah. I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> I was hoping nobody would say it so I could do it. That's a good scene. Uh, number three for me is going to be Tina's death from Nightmare One. Um, it's technically the first death you ever see Freddy do. He's not really in the room with her when it happens, but she, you know, it's the scene where. She gets dragged out of bed, rolled up across the uh, the ceiling, and you know he he does he does what he has to do, and you know Rod gets the blame for it. But uh, you know seeing that it, out of out of anything, that being the very first kill of the franchise, technically was was just a phenomenal scene, and uh, it sets the tone for what these movies are going to do. So um, highly creative scenes, and uh, you know it's it's from the from the OG. So Tina's death, Nightmare One. Uh, my number three, Edward. Number three, Franco. I'm going to follow you up with that. Uh, Jennifer's uh, big break, uh, big TV break for that matter. You know, uh, she went right into television. Simple as that. I mean, hey, you know, I mean, uh, literally, literally, you know, and uh, you know, she electrified the crowd. So, <laughs> I, could I, you I, imagine <laughs> them trying to do that today in a in a flat screen? I mean. <laughs> I can imagine it. There's, there's no room for that tube TV. Just that there's a certain zenith about it. Yeah. It does. So yeah, Jennifer is my number three. Nice. Well, I'm I'm following you two. Um, oh. It's it's just cheesy enough and gruesome enough to because uh, when you see Lawrence Fishburne kind of come in and you know he sees the death like that and the body's just hanging from it. Uh, it's a solid kill, but the, the punchline's what got me. So that's my number three. Two. Zach, number two. Uh, number two is going to be uh, Tina's death from the original film. 
uh, most people kind of forget how much of a brutal kill that really is. I mean, she, I mean, she first gets levitated off the bed and then she gets like literally thrown violently across the room, all over the room and to the point where I think he doesn't he like get the Freddy, she gets the Freddy glove across the chest or something like that. And mm-hmm. then like s- s- slams down hard on the bed that, yeah, that's a very brutal, violent kill and worthy of a top five Freddy death. Uh, number two f- for Franco. Um, I got from the original, uh, Glenn's, uh, death, the bed, uh, you get stuck into it. Uh, it's a really good sight to see with the blood. Oh, uh, y'all said. Oh, it's good. Johnny Depp, unfortunately got his, um, before they knew who he was going to be that famous, they would probably would have kept them for the next three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, number two for me is different, but it's unique. Um, and it just stuck in my mind. But Carlos's death in Nightmare Six, uh, Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. He dies. He's a deaf kid, and he uses, you know, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie, but he uses a, a hearing aid. And Freddy uses the hearing aid. He turns it all the way up. He drops pins, then he drops whatever he can, and Carlos's head just explodes because so much, so that much. Uh, yeah, um, and it's unique. You know, he starts out with the nails on the chalkboard, and then it goes louder and louder. So, uh, it's a unique death. It, it's fun, and it's always stuck with me. So, uh, number two for me is Carlos's death from uh, Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare, Nightmare Part Six. Um, Edward. Uh, number two for me, I'm going to go ahead and hit Philip. I mean, you know, I'm surprised, you know, back in 1987, they didn't use Master of Puppets for this scene. That would have been perfect, you know. Probably too much money. But uh, probably at the time, especially Metallica being huge or starting to get huge right then. Master. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, ligaments, tendons, just. He's just, yeah, that's. Ooh, makes your arms hurt. So yeah, Philip. Sorry, uh, man. Craig, number two. <clears throat> you know, it's funny that we're not going to have any of the uh, the super cheesy ones, even though they're they're like super funny. Uh, mine's going to be my number two is going to be the um, spinning room revisited from Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, just kind of an homage to the original first killing, um, but definitely a lot more visually pleasing um since it's kind of you know they they saw where horror has been so they kind of took it to another level and dylan Uh, can see freddie in that movie so it's fun it's fun to see freddie on the roof with her on the ceiling with her yeah Uh, you know it's just when you see it you're like oh damn that's from the first one that's an homage so it's not only is it uh nostalgic but it's also like you said pleasing so that's my number two one number one, Zach. Uh, number one is the kill that I always associate with these films. It's uh, Johnny Depp's death in the original Glenn getting sucked into the bed and basically the bed spewing out his blood in very graphic fashion. Basically, um, yeah, it's always it's always the kill that like when I think of Nightmare on Elm Street, that's the one that I always go to. Um, I think it is very iconic, and I think probably if you saw that back in the day when that movie originally came out, you'd be like, 
yeah, I don't know if I want to stick around for the rest of this movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, number one is uh, Glenn's death. Franco, number one for you. My number one is actually my favorite of all. Um, the Puppet Master from Dream Warriors. It just looks incredible how they did it. And then I love the, uh, I think Craig said cheesy, but the, how he's standing over the building as the, the master and everything. Like, it just looks incredible. Nice. That is, that is a fun scene. Um, I had a hard time with mine, but number one for me is going to be when Wes Craven. No, I'm just I'm just teasing. That's bad taste. Number one for me is going to be Johnny Depp's uh, Johnny Depp scene from the first one. The blood spewing out. Uh, the dad, you know, them putting the bucket up underneath, and the dad just holding his mouth like it's too much, and uh, it, it's just phenomenal. You know, Freddie. The only thing you do see is Freddie just grabbing that nice Johnny Depp waist and bringing him down underneath the covers with him. So, how old was uh, he in this movie? He was pretty young. I think he was like 23, 22, 23. Right out. You're about to get caught in 4K. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, 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 he did it. He, uh, he, I think he did this right in the middle of while he was filming 23 Jump Street, the TV series. So, 21. Um, yeah. So, young Johnny Depp, Freddie, Freddie just got him. So, uh, number one for me is that scene. Edward, number one for you. Number one for me, I'm following you and Zach, man. <clears throat> um, I agree with Craig, man. If if you could have looked twenty years in the future and been like, man, this is gonna be one of the most like successful actors that we have on any of these sets, we should have kept him, you know. But I mean, hey, you know, you got to start somewhere, start you know somehow. So, but on I mean, the flip side, on the flip side, it kind of adds to it because when when you yeah. go back to watch it and you're you're not like, you know, maybe it's a first time watch for somebody younger. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah. shit, that's Johnny Depp, and you're not expecting them to kill him off that soon. So it's kind of it's kind of cool that now we see him for who he is, and he's able to go that soon in the movie. Uh, oh no, hundred yeah. percent agree. Uh, but he yeah, survived. No, he yeah. survived an hour into the movie, almost an hour and five minutes, I think. Yeah, I think he survived so, a good chunk of it. Hey, he, he he survived Amber Heard. That guy can survive anything. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing is, is, it was like I didn't know the body could hold fifty gallons of blood. Yeah, you know. literally. Edward, it's a movie. Edward, just calm down. Isn't it still like one of the top, like fake blood usage usages ever? Probably be. between that and Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> Carrie's pretty bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, my number one is going to be the first kill. Um, what's your name? Tina. 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 Yeah. Uh, it, it's the first one you see, you know, you, you're kind of, you think a guy with claws is just going to, you know, swipe it and be done with it. But no, he, he's dragging her and you can't see him. And, uh, for, for a movie in the eighties, it, it's just as visually pleasing as the new one in the, what, early 2010s. Was it come out in 2012? 2010. 2010. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're not really expecting or, or knowing what's going to happen at that point, and uh, just kind of she gets it. So, and you know, one. I think we we all had that somewhere in our on our list. We don't even talk about uh, just the visual scene of her in the body bag when she's haunting mm -hmm. and Freddie's using that to haunt, uh, you know, Nancy. Heather's character Nancy in the in the movie. You know, that's yeah. even that right there is just a visually disturbing scene. So many years later, yeah. so. Uh, that's a good top five. If anybody out there, again, wants to send us in your top fives, send us in your top five Freddy kills. 
C-I-N-E-M-E-N-9-2-1 at gmail.com. And uh, we'll read them at the end of uh, next week's episode. Um, but if talking about all those kills got you hungry, go ahead and give Red and Blue's Pizza a call at 405-602-2838. Um, they deliver with Uber Eats. Uh, so check them out, or you can visit them here locally, 4500 South May Avenue, right here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. They're open seven days a week. Uh, Red and Blue's Pizza. If pizza's not your thing, then they have burgers, they have wings, sandwiches, gyros, anything you want to get that hunger gone away, go check them out. Um, it's, it's great pizza, great price. Um, and they also have cinnamon sticks. So don't forget, go ahead and get you a dab in those cinnamon sticks and uh, wash it down with some uh, some cold beverages, some OKC soda in there as well. Also, uh, they have a brand new cheeseburger pizza with four different cheeses, beef, pickle, and all different kinds of toppings that you would want on a cheeseburger but on a pizza. So go check them out. Let Myra know that these Cinnamon Movie Podcasts sent you for all your pizza and hookup needs. Um the cheesiest it reminds me of that that cheese it commercial i don't want to be the cheesiest <laughs> so go check them out but what we're talking about today nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors um imdb currently has it at 6.6 rotten tomatoes at 72 percent the meta score is at 49 percent while the google users have it at 93 percent uh, with a budget of $4.3 million, this movie grossed a little over $45 million at the box office with a February 27th, 1987 release. A familiar killer with a knife-welding dream demon, Freddy Krueger, helps teens at a mental hospital battle uh, with their uh, psychopathic killer, Freddy, invading their dreams. Um this movie is, I don't know, for some reason, a lot, I mean, I can see, and we'll get into it, but it's, it's considered one of the best sequels of the Nightmare franchise. Um, yeah, $45 million. That's good. And a February release. That's, that's kind of unique for a horror movie. You take your uh, Valentine's date uh, to go check out uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 back in the day. Um, starring Heather Leathencamp, Robert England. Craig Watson, Patricia Arquette. Um, you also have Lawrence Fishburne in there. John Saxon returns to play Lieutenant Thompson. And uh, the story is by Wes Craven, but it's directed by Chuck Russell. Um, so, you know, we usually go through and talk director talk, and we will uh, mention some of the movies that he's done. If anybody wants to name a favorite, go ahead. He's done. Uh, he started with Nightmare on Elm Street three, The Blob from nineteen eighty eight, The Mask, uh, Eraser, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He also directed The Scorpion King, which we've talked about, and then his recent movie twenty sixteen. He directed I Am Wrath with John Travolta. Uh, anybody want to name a favorite movie from uh, Chuck Russell? I'd probably say The Mask. I think that's just like a. If you gr if you grew up in the '90s with Jim Carrey, that's just one of those that's just like on a pedestal and it really can't be touched. So, how about you, Ed? Um, yeah, I'd probably either say that or Gene Warriors, one of the two for that matter. But I you can say, say the Scorpion mouse. King. We had an awesome conversation about it. No, that'd probably be 
number three. I think that would be three. I like that. Um, so yeah, no, uh, one, two, three, right there for me. <laughs> so yeah, I I would have to say it's a tie between The Mask and Dream Warriors, two different distinct movies, but they're they're yeah. both memorable and fun. So how about you, Franco? Um, The Scorpion King, mainly just because of The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, Craig? I can't hear you, Craig. Uh, me. The Mask. Yeah. The Mask. <laughs> uh, Alright, so uh, we'll start with uh, Zach. You know, this is the uh, first... Uh, is this the first time watch for you? Do you remember the first time it you've is. seen this movie? Or okay, so no. first time watch. What was your uh, what was your thoughts after the film? Um, you know, like I said, first time watch for me. I've only truthfully to be, you know, to be truth with you guys. I've only seen the original. Now this one, New Nightmare, Freddy versus Jason, and um, the 2010 remake. I you know, anytime Johnny says we're going to do another sequel in one of these horror franchises, I'm just like, oh Jesus, here we go, because <laughs> the the horror of season of the wish is just PTSD for me, man. But oh no, um, no, I gotta admit, um, I was really surprised by this. I was really entertained, and I thought it was a a worthy uh, sequel to the original. So, uh, Craig, what about you? Is this the first time watch for you? <clears throat> No, I watched it. Uh, time has flown, so it was probably two years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a. I think I feel the same as I did then. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, Edward, what about you? First time watch compared to now? Uh, my first time watch had to be with you on this. Uh, 20 years ago or so. God, um, yeah. You just, uh, you just aged yourself, Ed. Might have been on VHS, to be honest. Was uh, on VHS. Probably. <laughs> but uh, either way, uh, you know, I, I thought the music was really cool. Still think it's really cool to this day. I think this is Dawkins' top song. Um, but, I mean, other than that, um, this has always been one that I kind of throw around here and there uh so yeah uh definitely didn't change much in in perspective just kind of i don't know yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it though um, we talked about a few things the other day we did so we'll get into it mr franco though um man uh, i know you're a you're a super busy guy i want to say uh thanks for joining us for you know the first half of this episode man um Again, for anybody who's maybe just now tuning in in the in the fifty-five minute mark, um, last Monday to this Monday, man, over fifty thousand subscribers now for this YouTube channel. Um, it was a fun top five list, but I want to ask you, man, what like what's next? What do you what do you want to do? Like, say you do reach, you know, we, this this channel reaches a hundred thousand. What do you want? What, what's next? Uh, I have no idea. Just <laughs> keep posting out content. Um... I still do the, the wrestling, uh, go to other wrestling shows, hopefully uh, start getting a pay rate for going to those wrestling shows now. Yeah. And uh, just keep up pumping out content with all of us, with y'all, coming out movies every week, uh, the bonus episodes when we all had them, Friday the 14th, every single week, new movie, and then uh, the deep dive, just pumping out content from every 
uh, brand that we have associated with us. Maybe we can uh, get old Mr. Craigery out there to push out some sports content. Yeah, more than welcome to if y'all. I know you, I heard you uh, talk about that a few weeks ago. If uh, yeah. you want to do it on channel, you're more than welcome to. Nobody's yeah. taking me up on that offer, though. Hey, anything you want to do, <laughs> push it up. And and you know, Craig, if you have somebody that wants to wants to join on, push you know, push push out some content. Like you said, I think sports would do would do great. Um, you know, and out fifty thousand subscribers, the sky's the limit. You know, all it takes is that one. So, uh, man, I want to say thank you for joining us. A great hangout. Um, always more than welcome to hop on anytime. Thank you, and thank you for the opportunities that we've been able to. Put our ugly mugs on this YouTube channel. <laughs> so I just want to say uh, th thank you for having me, man. Um, glad to actually finally make my debut on this. Um, I've been saying the past three years, all we need is one video blow up, and three years later, here we are, one video blew up, and everything went haywire. But thank you all for being on. Thank you all for continuing to help grow the brand and everything. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, I'll catch y'all later. All right. See ya. See ya. Have a good one. Good week. Good film. Diving into Nightman on Street 3. You guys can check this out currently on HBO Max. So go HBO Max it up. Um, it's also on Tubi for free. Um, so check it out. The opening house scene, guys, I thought was a, was, was, I thought was a pretty cool scene. And, you know, just like Signs last week, we're going to probably jump all over. We're going to have a good discussion about the film. Um, I first seen this movie uh, probably right around the same time I showed you, Edward. I probably shouldn't have been watching this at like seven years old. Um, but you know, it was it was funny to me. And this this is the first one where you get Freddy as a comical guy. You know, where he starts shooting out those those one liners and he starts to be funny with all of his kills. So this yeah. is really the first film that he starts doing that in. Um. So yeah, what's interesting is that he doesn't really talk until he does the welcome to primetime line with uh, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer, and so I mean that I mean that kind of just sets up the estab that establishes as like comical stand up Freddy from that book point point forward. So yeah, but, yeah. The, the opening the opening sequence I think was very. You know, it it, it it towed the line really well between nightmare and reality as uh, Patricia Arquette's character, um, Kristen, Kirsten, um, was running through the house. And I, I don't know about you guys, but the whole when she was picking, when she picked up the girl and you could clear, you could clearly tell that it was a doll that she was carrying. It was just like, guys, can we just like have you know, some scenes where they kind of cut and she's actually holding the girl like the real girl, but I don't know, but I mean, like, it, it still did its job, though. Transition would have been wouldn't have been that hard. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the? Uh, you know, once she thinks, once you as the audience member and Kirsten thinks that the dream is over, she goes in the bathroom and get, we get the uh, Freddy, um, uh, knobs, nail knobs. I guess you could say that cut her, and it sets up the idea that she, her mom, walks in and looks like she's trying to cut herself. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy the whole concept of Freddie making it look like all these kids are trying to commit suicide. And I think yeah. the idea the idea of them putting him in a mental hospital and haunting kids who already have trouble uh, 
you know, who already are troubled kids, but now it makes it look like he's not the, you know, he's not the antagonist. They are like, they're hurting themselves. Um, and I like how you get a quick introduction to all the kids, Max played by Lawrence Fishburne, uh, meeting Kristen. And then shortly after Kristen gets shortly after Kristen gets, you know, uh, admitted, you see Nancy come in and, you know, a lot of people talk about part one and part two, but to, to, to a lot of just the true Freddy fans, like part three is the direct sequel to the original. And that's exactly what yeah. this feels like. Um, and Craig, you, you mentioned it in your recent watches, you watched one, two and three. Um, they just, they, to me, part three just flies by. It know? does. <clears throat> yeah. It, it flies by a lot faster than, um, definitely two. Um, uh, Sorry, can you hear that? Yeah, just okay, a little bit. Sorry. Um, it, it flies by a lot faster than two, um, but one, I think, I think with one being so nostalgic, uh, it, it could be, you know, it. you don't really have a sense of time when you watch it just because it is so good when you're watching it. There's nothing that really um, is unwatchable in the first one. It's just kind of enjoyable since it is so nostalgic. Yeah. So, but this one definitely flies by. I've never seen two. I, I've heard, you know, like you said, Johnny, I think I, I can't personally attest to this, but I've heard two is like the worst out of the franchise. Does anything come up? I know from what I understand, nothing really comes up from two throughout the re- I know in this film and for the rest of the franchise. No. Uh, um, what was the Halloween movie you said you didn't like? The season, season of the witch. Is I that the season be- of the witch? Kind of, because it's. <laughs> It's Freddy taking over somebody. Like yeah. Freddy is still in it, but there he's just taking over people and kind of having, or he takes over one person and kind of has him do everything. Mm-hmm. And so, in like season of the witch, it's it's kind of one person who's not uh, doing it. He's doing it. They're doing everything. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. To me, part five was always the one that was just kind of like, why am I watching this? It's more of a you know, five? part five is dream ch- child where the woman is technically she has Freddie's baby. And it's just it's just it's not like it's it's like why? Like we don't need it. I also think it's the one it's either four or five where he's eating the pizza and the souls of the kids that he's killed in the past are the sausages. So he's eating. Yeah, it's. It's it's a little out there. Four and five to me, cheesy. yeah. Four and five to me are really really cheesy. Um, which one was it? Cheesy. <laughs> which one was it that had the uh, the video game death where the where the characters fall into the video game? That's part and, six. And was it six? Freddy's there yeah. with the controller yeah. and he's playing. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the glove. He's yep. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Part six. Yeah, that was one of the deaths I was referring to earlier when I said nobody's going to do the the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are some bad ones. Maybe next time we do a Freddy movie that we could do our top five cheesy of the deaths. Or or just next time like we do like a horror flick, we do like worst deaths in horror films or something like that. Oh yeah. Let's do a bad movie, you know. This is the first movie out of the franchise where you start getting uh Freddy's mom's name thrown in there and her background and his background gets extended like in the first yeah. and the second when you get his background 
child murderer, killed kids, worked at a, a meal or a, you know, a, a, a production. Mill. Yeah, a mill. Yeah. So in this one is the first time you get introduced to Amanda Kruger, which was, I mean, I think they said she was like technically raped by 500 people, left in a room to die, and she gave birth to Freddy Krueger. So this is the, what did you guys think, you know, being introduced to that for the first time and hearing the nun story and, you know, seeing I the, think it end, just the end of, goal? I think it just kind of makes it that much more unsettling. And uh, well, it, it kind of makes sense that Freddy, I mean, he was kind of mocked and, burned and tortured for what he did and it just kind of comes full circle you know what i mean like well, then, she was burned and tortured and so he's kind of doing the same thing well then you know you've got kind of why did she appear to uh why did she appear anyways you know in the third movie it's kind of like okay you know was it because she i guess worked at this hospital and all that good stuff you know was it that was it because she wanted him to finally be put to rest you know, there's questions you can ask yourself in fantasy book, for that matter. Um, but you know, well, it states why she was there. That hurt that ghost, the nun. Technically, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it says it in the movie, but the nun was Amanda Kruger, the ghost. Yeah. So she worked up, or the room where she got raped was up in the by the bell tower. She took yeah. she took uh, Neil, right? That's his name, Neil. Yeah. She took Neil up into the into the room and said, "This is the room where it happened at." Well, I mean, like, was so that know, the reason that she just, like, hey, it's time, or, you know, I don't know. It's kind of just questions, like, why? Like, I, I get I get what made her come out, don't get me wrong, but, like, why now, you know? Uh, her first opportunity or whatever. Because it's 1987, it's part of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you've got that part of it, which lends a hand to a lot of different uh, aspects of it, as well as, like, you didn't know that was her until pretty much the last of it, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. one of the last scenes, you see Neil look at the grave and you see Amanda Kruger's, you know. Because you automatically think something's wrong at the, uh, what was it, Philip's funeral? When, you know, Neil's just talking over by the tree to the nun and it's just like, okay, you know. Nancy comes up and she's gone and she's like, oh, okay, you know, who... Yeah, it's like, okay, this is a... He's going crazy, too. I wanted to bring this up, because I thought this was pretty interesting, how the deaths were laid out. Um, you get four main deaths. You get Philip's death, Jennifer's deaths, Amanda... Or not Amanda. Um, Tara's death, and then Will's death. Um, and then Nancy, the dad, you know. But I wanted to bring up the two most popular, unique, entertaining, and exciting deaths i know that's kind of bad to say but the, the most two unique deaths are back to back with philip and jennifer to yeah. me right after jennifer's death the movie dragged just a little bit even though it was an hour and 40 minute movie like i still feel like there was 15 minutes where i'm kind of like just holding you know nodding my head just kind of okay can we got can, can we get on with the bar scene um do you guys agree like i feel like those two deaths should not have been back to back especially with, with how popular they are so many years later yeah, I mean, when you're making a movie, you never know what's going to stick with people and resonate. Um, so, I mean, it's you kind of just laid out the story like as you think it should flow, um, and it just so happens that those are the two two best ones in the movie. 
What about us? Uh, since we're talking about characters, did it, alive or dead? Did anybody have a favorite, um, you know, uh, member of the hospital community? Whether it be, you can even throw uh, Max in there as Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne or uh, or Neil, but whether they're a patient or a doctor or a staff member, did anybody have a favorite character in the movie? That's not Freddy. Edward, you like Will, didn't you? I would have to say Nancy, dude, honestly, because I thought she came on a little late with her knowledge. But, I mean, you know, you're supposed to forget about it for that matter, I guess, when you grow up. But at the same time, it's just, yeah. So I, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I don't really think that this film really, I think this film could have gone without Nancy, to be honest. I think you have, like, yeah. a solid character in Kirsten and then you get the quote unquote Dream Warriors crew with Philip and the rest of them. But I mean I think Kirsten Patricia Arquette was able to stand her own. I think she could have served as a new Nancy. I think she's probably my favorite out of all the new characters. And it was not even though really Lawrence Fishburne's as Max didn't really do anything, it was just kind of cool to see him in the movie. I thought, you know, I thought that was kind of an interesting choice for his career. I just and, a lot of people don't realize, but he was massive in the late '80s, early '90s. Like, yeah, some of the movies he's done, like Deep Cover, um, King of New York. Like, he he was he was big in the late '80s. Um, if I had to pick a favorite character that wasn't Freddy, um, I would probably have to say Kincaid. He's a character mm -hmm. that's kind of stuck with me throughout the you know every time I watch this movie. Um, you know, he's just smart ass, but he's he's not like really afraid. You know, they bring him back for four, obviously, just to kill him off and for him and Joey. But uh, I'd have to say King Kate. What about you, uh, Craig? Do you have anybody favorite that you um, to? Just seeing Lawrence Fishburne in something always, he's a hes a very recognizable face. Um, yeah. You know, in this one, it's kind of a, a laid back character where he doesn't necessarily have a big role. But, you know, he's just from knowing who he is and the role that's in the movie, he's, he's there, but it's not prominent. Uh, and I think, I think it's a, you know, just, it was nice to see him on screen. Whatever. I think he was, I think he ultimately serves as kind of like a, a, an audience character. And what I mean by that is that he kind of eventually gets the idea of what's going on to these, what's going on with these kids. Unlike nurse ratchet, who's just like, no, they need to learn how to sleep, all this and that. And yeah. I, Neil Gor Dr. Gordon eventually gets on their side once they do the uh, the dream thing where uh, Patricia Arquette's character can like pull people into their her dreams, yeah. and so it's kind of the realization of like, oh, so these kids aren't making it up. They're not. It's not mental illness. They're actually being stalked by a yeah. And horse. he kind of had a a soft spot for everybody. Like when the yeah. girl wanted to watch TV, he was like, "All right, but I didn't see you." Yeah. Now, granted. He's responsible for her death at that point. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, he cared for him. He, he understood, you know, he, not that he understood, but he was, he, he had a soft spot for him. So. Uh, and three boat guy. Um, are, you, are you okay, Johnny? Because I know you paid full price for that. <laughs> I paid full price for that Friday the 13th box set. Uh, I wanted to say, and everybody, to everybody who's been commenting as we're going live, you know, um, there's also another one. Um, I hope I don't butcher this, but Castellar, Cast, help Castellar, me somebody. Castellar, 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 yes. Castellar. 
Um, I'm I'm yeah. having tongue tied issues here. I'm I'm having a stroke to be honest with you. But no, everybody who's commenting live as we're talking, uh, thank you. Continue to send them out. Um, three boat guy just bought Friday the 13th box set from Shop Factory at half price. That's a big score because I think when it came out, I paid like two thirty for it. So, you're <laughs> <laughs> not happy. Congratulations, because <laughs> but art, art, even though some of the films are questionable, art will work wise. Tremendous it's box really set. Nice. Yeah. yeah, tremendous box set. Really good score, and uh, you know the, the the last three Friday or the last three Halloween movies just came out on 4K as well from Shop Factory, and again, um, perfect, perfect. Uh, Art artwork on on those box sets. So, everybody out there who's commenting, keep keep sending them in. I've been showing them. We'll talk about them. Um, if you have any, if you have a star rating, you're watching. Let us know your star rating of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three. One out of ten. Yeah. One being uh, complete shit. shit. Power of the dog. Um, and then number ten being a uh, Godfather level. So send us in your top, your your favorite scene too. Um. What do you guys think about John Saxton coming back for this one? I mean, the budget obviously is a lot bigger than the first one. So you, you bring Nancy back. You also got to bring Dad back for a little bit. It was really good seeing John Saxton back in the movie. Um, he wasn't in two. He wasn't in two. Um, no original character was in two other than Freddy. So I do think that um, I didn't like how they por- portrayed him. Obviously, I mean, the mom dies. You hear about the mom dying. So really there's only him and the daughter Nancy left and yeah. uh you know he 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 hasn't seen her in a while so he obviously you know he was the sheriff too from you know from first the sheriff. first from the first one but now you see his you know he's got his shirts dirty it says security guard doesn't look like he doesn't even work for the police force anymore um he's got his beer and his shot so you know he's obviously you know depressed um yeah. seeing the dad come back did you guys were you guys okay with it, or did you uh, not need it? Well, I mean, to know where his remains are, I guess that was kind of a necessary addition to it, uh, and that might even be a big part of why they brought you know Nancy in, not to be the main girl anymore, but for that he was the last. The road, he was the last one that knew where the body was, right? Apparently, so he was the last one alive of the uh, Elm parents that yeah. participated that night. I guess yeah. <laughs> a fateful night. And I would agree. I think Craig said it or Johnny said it. The, the bar scene, it it builds up the plot and it's a little bit more character and it's character development a little bit. But I mean, I think I think we could have reduced it down to maybe like a two minute scene or whatever. They just kind of get to the point and move on. Yeah, there there are definitely some scenes that probably could have been taken out. I feel like this movie being a, an, an hour and thirty six though is fine. But I think if you drop it down to literally 130 or 129, I think it it still would have went just just a smooth. Yeah. yeah. So, so me and me and Juan already discussed this over a uh, time we got to hang out for a few hours a couple, couple days ago. But I want to ask you two this. Did y'all two kind of get not boring tired, but tired throughout the movie here and there? I mean not I, I watched same. it late at night anyway, so it's kind of... Anytime I watch a Nightmare movie, I, I get tired. We were kind of just discussing that, because we were watching two, I think, and just... Or was it one? It, I can't remember. 
I don't either. But yeah, we, it, it was just kind of a nodding in and out kind of thing. And it's not necessary because the first, I, I think I've watched this three times this past week. And like the first two, just because like I kept falling asleep during it and it kind of ticked me off. So I was just it's, like, come on, man. You just love HBO Max, man. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. That's why. <laughs> it's not boring, I, but yeah. I, you know, kind of looking at my notes, it's it's almost kind of it's it's interesting that like you get like you said, Johnny, you get the two best deaths with Philip and uh, Jennifer. Yeah, and then it's almost I can understand how someone could get tired because they just throw so much backstory at you. You get the 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 quote unquote they're the last of the Elm Street children. You get Joey's nightmare with the hot nurse. You get you know just That's so much. <laughs> I, think that's I think that's everyone's favorite nightmare but i think it's just, they're throwing so much at you you just can't really take a breath it's just you know let's just kind of just slow down and just kind of let the kids reel from what happened for the last two characters and just kind of set up more stakes as before we go on to the next death or whatever whatever have you pork, pork chops yeah, pork chops what do you guys think of the group session gone wrong where joey does that's the scene where he does get you know he falls into his dream slash his nightmare and then nurse ratchet shows up and you know she's she's uh shaming everybody and that's where nancy you know she gets dismembered or disbarred shot. from her job yeah yeah I, I i felt like that scene was probably maybe maybe two minutes too long too um i understand you know setting up the dream warrior aspect and hey these guys can take down freddy because they are now proven in their dreams they can really do anything yeah um and i, I mean again I, I respect the whole idea of them bringing that up in this one but if you look back at it they never bring that they never bring that up again well, I will say, like, I kind of want to argue that point a little bit because it's even like Kincaid states uh, in part of the dream with. Uh, I didn't with, really make uh, it. I didn't really like question anything. What, what are you trying to well, challenge no. there? With Joey, he when he finally talks, he, he's like, "You found your dream power." So it's just like, can they do anything, or is it just kind of they're they're keeping themselves the one thing? Because I mean, you know. Basically, the only, I mean, Jennifer or uh, Kristen is basically a gymnast. I mean, she's real limber now, and Kincaid is real strong, or at least decently strong. Joey can talk. You know, the wheelchair guy gets his wizard power. He turns basically. into Harry Potter. Kind of, sort of. D &D. That's the worst part of the movie. Oh, you didn't um, like you didn't like the metal out uh, spiked wheelchair that comes after him. <laughs> that I, was I, funny, but the whole was, wizard yeah. shit. I was like, "What is this, Dungeons you and know, Dragons?" I, mean, I, I didn't see those are the those are the two deaths that I didn't care for either. Like, even though the the, the 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 terror death was cool, and the kill was cool because you know she 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 got it, but. I didn't like the two back to back. Like to me, that really made them feel like oh, they're just throw off characters. They're and, not really. Well, and really, and really, Will doesn't even die. Like he doesn't die in any special way. He just gets like stabbed in the stomach or whatever, like a normal Freddy death. It's not nothing. Sometimes, like... it's, sometimes it's the little things though. I I, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate a Freddy death like that. I will I mean, say, like... Tara, okay. Tara's death felt a little bit like um like a saw death. Oh yeah. Uh, because he. You know, like in Saw, he set up traps specifically for people and what their 
what their addiction was or, yeah. or whatever. I think it was Saw 3. Uh, was, yeah. Oh, part whatever. two. Where part he gets, two. Where she, the... gets, she gets thrown into the pool of needles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like uh, he, yeah. He, he has a trap set up for everybody's addiction in that one. And yeah. this death kind of, uh, it really, really felt like a Saw death. It felt like the deaths were specifically designed for each character. Um, so I will give him props on that. They might not have been um, as as good as some of their deaths in the films, but they, I like how they were designed for the person. Yeah. Well, I think I think ultimately their deaths are related to their dreams. Ironically enough, you know, Philip he he's a puppeteer. He dies in a very gruesome way with his veins as puppets. Jennifer wants to be famous. She go he di- she dies through a TV. Uh, Will wants to walk, and you know, ultimately that kills him. Taryn wants to become clean and not be drugged, and she You're gets an overdose. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it. I I think, like you said, Craig, it's very appropriate how they they're very smart on the writing on how they kill these characters off. And then the the sores on Tara, for that matter. Ooh, that. Don't, don't, they, don't they become like little faces or mouths or something like that? Yeah. You know. I've got to say, I think I think between I think the three deaths probably were Tara, Philip, and uh, Jennifer, for that matter, that were the most like creative. Um, just because, like, I, I, I gotta. I, oh go, no! Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Why you think they were creative? Well, I mean, you, you, like, like Craig said, you've got each, you know, tailored for them, if you will. But at the same time, like the mouths or whatever those were with Tara, the ligaments, tendons, whatever. Oh, that looked painful. And then just him coming out and just shoving her into the TV. That, oof. Uh, you, you, you know a, what? You, a foot yeah. you know uh, what? I, that, I like this, sir. <laughs> you know what one of the deaths sounded like that would have been interesting to see but was just mentioned and not shown was when Sam was talking to uh, Nancy, uh, or not Sam, when Neil was talking to Nancy about how a few weeks ago they had somebody get a razor blade and cut off his own eyelids just to stay oh, awake. Yeah. Like, just the mentioning of that, like, that sounds like something that could, like, really be traumatizing. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I want to see something like that, but... Yeah, thought, you do. I, I think it would be cool to see in a Freddy movie. Give yeah. me you know? It would yeah. be fitting. It'd be very so. fitting. Something yeah. something else I kind of appreciated with this film is that they kind of they blend the the psychology aspect of it where they're in a um, mental mental institution where they think oh it is suicide these kids are suicidal that's why they're here and in doing the research of this film there was a uptake in teen suicide in the late eighties so I thought that was kind of like a Relatable. rip from yeah rip from the headlines we're gonna put this in our film but also you know kind of i mean midway through it it becomes like a religious conjuring type thing where they have to get the get the bones and put holy water on it in order to stop freddy and they think that's what's going to stop them temporarily obviously but you know what do you guys think of the the ending i mean obviously finding the bones sprinkling the water um you know all the motion the stop motion skeleton all the all the coom say coom sauce stuff they have to do the bones what do you guys think about that? To Ed, are you okay? You sound like a big ass choo choo train. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys think of the whole, you know, the bone collecting with Freddy's death? 
but yet he gets one last hoorah by killing Nancy, which is the main character. She's the franchise guy. You know, they kill her off in just the third movie. Um, and she, she already said it herself. She was not going to do another one unless Wes Craven came back. And Wes Craven had already said he's not ever going to do another one. Um, so was it was it fitting that both of them just completely stopped? Um, Zach, I'll start with you. What, what did you think of killing off the main the main person? Is, you think it was just because they knew she was not coming back for any more? I, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, by the time you get to a third entry in a franchise, I think you have to shake it up and do some, something different. I mean, good Lord. I mean, I, I, I really didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know that <laughs> this was the one that Nancy got killed off, but I thought it was, I thought it was appropriate. I mean, you only can have a heroine for so many movies before it kind of gets tiresome. Um, was she in part two? She was not. Oh, okay. So she's really, she's only in these two and then new nightmare. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So clearly shows you my knowledge of these films, but you know, I mean, I thought it was appropriate, obviously, you know, which, which ones have you seen all the way through out of all the nightmare movies? Just one, two and three, or just one and three. I've seen one, uh, the, the original dream warriors, New Nightmare, Freddy versus Jason, and the remake. Nice. So I haven't seen two, and I haven't seen four through six. Four, five, and six. Yeah. Well, guess what, Zach? <laughs> Every year. <laughs> but I mean, that's the kind of thing the enjoy enjoyment part of this fr- uh, this uh, podcast is that you know I wouldn't I wouldn't go out and search for those films. I'm glad that we're <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know that every year I get to add another one under my resume. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, Lola J, uh, one of our listeners, asked, "What horror movies would you say the sequels were better than the original?" Oof, that's a good question. That is a good question. The sequel was better than the original horror movie wise. Mm. Man. Um, I, I'd say. Well, I'm, I'll get too much flack for that. I was gonna say Halloween 2018. I kind of like better than the original. So you son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm disbarred from next week's son episode. You know how about? I, I know these aren't like original like classics, but they might be to some people now. How about The Conjuring Two? I think is a way oh. better movie than the first Conjuring. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, or regular movie wise, what sequels are better than the original? Terminator Two, Judgment Day is way better than the first Terminator. Dawn and Rise of the uh, Dawn and War for the Planet of the Apes are good ones. Predator? You watch your mouth again. Hey, James, you know you like those. James you like Frank, movie. James Franco is in the first one. <laughs> Final Destination was good, and I think I think Final Destination Two kind of took it a little bit further. Was, Empire was Strikes good. Back. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back Empire, is way better yeah. than A New Hope. Yep. Godfather Part 2. I like the yeah. original one better. You like the original Godfather? Okay. Yeah. Am I just banned from the rest of this episode, basically? I think, I know this is, I know we've been talking Mel Gibson and, and Lethal Weapon movies, but I think Lethal Weapon 2 is better than the first one. Yeah, I mean, I if we're not that. talking, you know, one and two, if we're talking Edward, one Edward, after, is, Chamber, is Chamber of Secrets better than Sorcerer's Stone, Edward? <laughs> Negative. Uh, Zach, is two, t- is, is, is two Towers better than the first 
fellowship? Oh. Oh, man, that's hard. Uh, it is. I would say. I don't know. You'll have to yes. wait for a review in December to ask, ask me that question again. It does a lot more than fellowship. Fellowship's a good foundation, but it does a lot more that's pleasing. Yeah, Zach, I would agree. I would Zach's agree. the King Kong fan. Yeah, I would yeah. agree that the, the Peter Jackson one is better than the Jessica Lang one and the original. Yeah. And the technology for the original King Kong was ahead of its time. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. Wong's oh, favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick Ooh. is way better than the original. What about this? Wong's favorite is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. You know what? I just got done watching yeah. The Munsters over the weekend on Netflix. Rob Zombie's new Any good? film. Ha- Halloween 2 is a masterpiece compared to The Munsters. Yeah, I heard it was horrible. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I, I got 15 right here that are that are pretty good. <laughs> um, well, I got a few. So Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Jackass number two. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rush Hour 2. Uh, oh, the first one's pretty pretty hysterical. Shrek 2. Yeah. The, 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 the uh, first, the first Sh- Shrek one's pretty good. Yeah. What, is look, who ta- look Who's Talking to up there? Uh, bad boys 2 okay no bad boys for life is pretty good yeah bad boys 2 even though it's really girthy it's it is better than the first one and then uh a very brady sequel i don't know get out of here (laughs) i'm just i'm reading off a list (laughs) very brady sequel i mean infinity war is better than the original avengers Hold on, I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking Craig. I'm asking Craig. Infinity War isn't. It's a third. It's a third in a franchise. Still a sequel, though. Yeah. Still after the original. Is is that what we're talking about now? Like any movie after the first? Yeah. I thought sequels were like two of like two and reaching. Yeah. Sequel to me would be like number two out of three or four. Okay. Some of you guys can't count. What movie kept you on the edge of your seat from start to finish? I loved Apocalypto from Mel Gibson. It was incredibly underrated, I think, because of the controversy surrounding him at the time. Uh, I I know you hate this movie, Ed, but um, the rewatchability for No Country for Old Men. I mean, that's I think that's one that's really... You better get that six-star film out of here. First off, seven. First off, be accurate. It probably went down for you since it's. Would Infinity be, be yours, Craig, or Endgame? I mean, if, if we're doing anything after the original, it's Infinity War. Is that is that also I mean, a film that kept you on the edge of your seat? Oh, edge of my seat uh, from, from Mel Gibson, or just any film, any film that kept you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, Infinity War kept me on in the theater, dude. In the theater, oh, yeah. that was the Did. best initial watch that I've ever had. Honestly, from if we're talking just Mel Gibson, I still need you guys to go check it out. But Ransom, like literally from the moment the kid gets abducted until he, I'm not going to spoil the movie, you haven't seen it, but until the end, like Ransom, Ransom kept, and it's continues still kind of keeps me on the edge of my seat. So I, I would say Ransom if I'm going to go with Mel Gibson. Dunkirk was one that was a very on edge of your seat in the theater experience for me. Look it up. Uh, Lola J. Uh, Ransom to me is, is top tier Mel Gibson, um, especially when him and Renee Russo, who plays the wife, uh, 
Um, they get into an argument. Yeah. It is currently not streaming on anything. Lola J, I, I, we are enjoying your <laughs> Lola J, we're enjoying your conversations. What is your favorite war movie? I really enjoyed Apocalypse Now, the original with Martin Sheen. Technically, that might not have been a war movie, though. Yeah, I mean it's considered a war movie technically. It's a Vietnam War film, basically. Oh, Apocalypse! Yeah, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yeah. Let me guess what yours is, Johnny. Saving Private Ryan. That's like a go-to. I, you you have to. I think Platoon, Saving Private Ryan, um, Axel yeah, Ridge. It's top tier. Saving Private Ryan probably does not get any uh any better. But um, you know, going back to the movie, uh, what do you guys think about the ending? Do you think it's, I don't know, do you think it's just a cop out that you know, you think it's all over, and then the final scene of the movie is basically. The little the little light coming on in the house is like, oh, he's not dead. Wait for part four next year. I didn't, I didn't like I didn't like the Freddy death. I, I felt like the bones, digging up the bones, destroying all that, the holy water. I feel like that's a good kill for him to be completely gone. Like that's yeah. something you do in the final final movie. Maybe maybe they did have it planned to be the final movie. I don't know, but I didn't like the ending. I liked Nancy dying. And I like the little house light coming on at the end of the yeah. movie, but I just didn't like Freddy's death. I would have found a well, different way to try to destroy him. Doesn't he? He dies differently in every single film, doesn't he? Of course. <laughs> I mean, so it's just like you know, at the end of the movie, it's not over. You know, wait another six months, there'll be there'll be another one. So I mean, it's just that's that's the that's the the nitpick about these films. It's just like you know when the credits hits, it's like okay. HBO Max comes up and says, "You ready for part 4 I'm just like, "No." Hey, man, look. The thing is, is these you know, are they all on HBO Max, Zach? Four, five, and six. I, I think so. I know one, two, and three are, and New Nightmare is, I believe. Let me look real quick. I'm pretty sure they are, though. They all go, they go ahead. Did was that it kept us coming back? You've got Michael, you've got Freddy, you've got Jason, you've got Scream, Chucky. They keep us coming back. And I mean, oh, that's speaking thing, of. You know, Johnny, you you gonna watch season two of Chucky? I think it starts this week, or started um, starts tomorrow. Or it already started, I think. If it's on Peacock, I'll check it out. I don't okay, know. that's stupid. They have the original. They have three. They have original two, three, five, and the remake. That's weird. Hey, you know. Yeah, if 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 Child's Play season two is on Peacock, I'll I'll check it out. Or if it's on like Hulu next day, but if not, I'll just I'll just get Five season two. Yeah, when it comes out, season one was honestly really really good. I think season one is on Peacock, so if you guys want to check out Child's Play season one, um, and I like how they just tie everything into the movies. Lola J says the Bride of Chucky is the worst out of all the Chucky films. <laughs> Block. No, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to go with Seed of Chucky is the worst to me. I just, I don't like the little doll that's end up being a child. You don't I like Billy? I I don't like the little the, Billy. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> like the seed of Chucky, Method Man, Red Man being in there. Ed, I know those are like your idols, but I just, I just don't like those at all. I mean, they they were in there just for kind of S and Gs, but I think Bride of Chucky actually was the first one I got to watch out of the Good Guy or Chucky franchise. Yeah, and I backtracked and gone, you know, forward. Yeah. <laughs> 
What do you guys think of uh, just Freddy Krueger in general? Like, you know, like I said, it's been me and Ed talked about the original one in 2018. Other than that, we've never touched a Freddy movie since then. What do you guys just think? You know, this is the movie where he starts becoming a little bit more goofy and a little bit more comedy like uh, a little comedical. Um, you guys enjoy Dark Freddy from one and two if you've seen it or do you like him being a little bit more comedical starting with this one? Man. For me, it's a mix because I mean, I like the comedy sides and kind of the creativity for that matter. Nope, that's cop out. I didn't ask that, I didn't say you can have mix. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna do it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, go ahead. I honestly, I I think it's it's kind of depending on, I guess, it depends on what which films you start out with. It's kind of like the who's your favorite James Bond, you know, that argument. But I mean, like, if you grew up, never heard of her. If your original film was the original, then you probably like the dark, sadistic Freddy. But if you watch three or on, whichever ones you watch, you probably like the punny, funny, cheesy Freddy. And so I think they can mix well in together. But me, I prefer the dark, sadistic Freddy just because that's originally what he was supposed to be, I think. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, I don't... Craig, what about you? I don't know. It's kind of... Yeah. I, I think they could honestly go deeper into the two and mix them, and it would be better for both. I feel like the cheesy is just like it's like it's cheesy, but I don't know. It can go too far. Like, I feel like as a character as a whole, if you were to make him more evil and not as like balance it. Yeah. No, like you, you could make him more evil, but like you could make him funny in a in a cynical way. Three is probably the best balancing you'll get out of any of the movies. After three, he is way like just way too cheesy. Yeah. So, uh, and if you want to see him at his cheesiest, Freddy versus Jason, it's almost like he has one-liners throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's what two thousands wanted. 2003 yeah but by the time you get to Wes Craven's new nightmare he's almost he's basically he's basically a demon pretty much like the even the makeup is just a lot more like darker sadistic and like more menacing yeah Yeah. so I guess uh, Ed's dog has an opinion about the matter so you know yeah favorite uh favorite scene um that's gonna be the puppeteering scene Zach um, I'll say yeah, Philip's death, and then um, yeah, I say that's probably like the biggest highlight of the film is because when he races scene. out of the bed and you just see those tendons, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, disgusting. That's I would have depth kill. I think of this movie. Yeah, I, I would agree. Philip's death and Jennifer's death are the highlights of the movie. Ed, what about you? Same. Philip, yeah, I mean Philip, and then a close second for Jennifer, just because, yeah, they're, they're the creativity of those Welcome two. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Those those are funny. <laughs> hey, the first like, pun. That, that's, that's the win. That's the one that like stays throughout. Like it's more memorable, just because it's funny. You can use that one liner to people, but Philip's death was the, the best. All right, Edward, start us off. What's your star rating for this movie? I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven. Really like it. Um, definitely watchable or rewatchable for that matter. But yeah. Craig? But no country. Okay. Uh, 
in its in its own way. Man. Hey man, at least this got seven this week, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go eight. Mm. Um I I I enjoy it. I enjoyed the watch, and I was gonna do like a seven beforehand. But talking about it and kind of just the way the way everything was built for the cast, death wise, I think it makes it stand out above uh, the others, except for one. Yeah. I just think I hold one in high regards. Um, but as for everything else, I think it. It takes it a step above by making everything personal for the kills, and, and I, I really like that. Uh, this one for me is going to get a seven. Um, how Ed made his seven seem glorious and you know perfect. My 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 seven, <laughs> my seven is going to be like <clears throat> almost like an like an it's fine seven. Like honestly, I don't mind it. I think it is probably the better one besides one and maybe seven. Seven's really favorite for mine. Um, and I think six is underrated, but I'm going to give part three a seven um, just because it does drag for me a little bit after Jennifer's death. Um, and then I do think, uh, you know, I do think it could probably be cut down maybe six or 10 minutes. Um, but when he starts showing his comedical side, that's where I kind of start losing just a little bit of interest. This is a good movie, but I don't think it's as good as a lot of people say that it is. Yeah, at least I didn't feel I didn't feel that on this time around. If if the kills weren't personalized for the people and kind of using their mental illness or addictions against them, I don't think this movie would be as high for me. It'd probably be like a six. But the fact that they are able to incorporate some the, thought behind it, the thought behind the kills, it raises it up for me a little bit. Zach, um. You know what? I'm gonna let you guess what my star rating is because it's my first time watch, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You know how I am about sequels of horror movies. I'm gonna say a six. It's a ten. Six. Dude. Yeah. What do you think, Ed? Five. Oh uh, yeah, cinco. I said Greg, five. I'm gonna give it a seven. Nice. Hey. I thought it was like I said, it's a lot better than I thought it was gonna be, especially since like going into it, you hear about the hype of like this is the best one since the original and all this and that, and I. I mean, I, I thought the pacing of it w- went by really quick, and truthfully, I mean, I thought it was a it was a good watch. So, good first time watch for Zach. Uh, Lolo J gives uh, f- Nightmare Part Three seven. I think I think she was saying ah seven to Zach, saying it oh, yeah, just like L- yes, Lolo. What would you give it? Yeah, uh, are, would it be a seven or? We'll wait for her response. Ed, Ed's, Ed's in a haunted house here. <laughs> oh, turn the lights back off. <laughs> uh, while we wait on any kind of response, though, next week, um, next Monday, October 17th, we're talking Halloween ends. You can see it in theaters this Friday, or go check it out on Peacock. October 17th, Halloween ends. The week after that, October 24th, The Bone Collector, uh, a thriller from Denzel. And then we finish the month of October with Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Um, every year we've, you know, we've talked at least one of the original sequels from that franchise. So this year continues Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. 
is going to be the Bone Collector with Denzel. Yeah, yeah. I thought well, I thought we were doing the one with Shia LaBeouf. What's that one? I was seeing a movie called The Bone Collector. No, that's the, co- the that's the, the tax, tax collector. collector. <laughs> oh, two very different <laughs> films. Yeah. That, like, that, that's probably a horror movie too. No, it's a spoiler. It's one's better than the other one. So yeah. Um, but that's what that's what's gonna finish off the rest of the year, and then November's episode. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> November's first episode, uh, November the seventh. Uh, when does Black Panther two come out? Is it November the fourth? November eleventh. 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 Yeah. Okay. I got my tickets already. So November seventh is gonna be <clears throat> November seventh is gonna be. Uh, we're starting off with uh, Kazintai, right? We're starting off with the magnificent, the magnificent seven. Nice. <laughs> on Monday, November the seventh. See what I did there. I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. See, I, that's why I get paid. For Johnny looked at the calendar. and was like, I know. Like, oh, do I gotta find the seventh? Do I gotta find the seventh? So we we kick off the the month of November with Magnificent Seven. Um, but now we can get into some emails. I gotta mm-hmm. find. It. You gotta give me a second. I, don't, I didn't have yeah, to just study. do the mail time. Do the mail time voice. Mail time, mail time, mail oh, that's, time. That's gross. He, he's actually <laughs> surrounded. Hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, mail time, mail time. The mail's here. Doesn't Edward, that seem a lot better? It's, Edward, are you in the bathroom? There was really good echo in that room. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, he's, you not guys, gonna go, he's not going to go to the bathroom. You guys can send us um, emails and let us know your your star ratings or your favorite, uh, or you know whatever we go through for any of this. Adley, what would you give Nightmare on Elm Street three? Uh, one out of ten. Six zero. Six zero. That's oh. six. Six. Yeah, that's a six. One two. Freddy's coming for you. She don't Whoa. know that yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pop down. So, uh, Brian says, Nightmare 3 has always been my favorite Freddy movie. I can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts on this. I would have to give it a 10. Oh, nice. Very good. Uh, Jamie, Signs was a good first-time watch. I do feel like it's just a generic M. Night Shyamalan movie, though. No big reveal at the end. To me, it was just okay. Six stars. Uh, Sean says Nightmare on Elm Street 3 I think it gets overlooked I haven't seen it in a while but I truly believe it's a movie that defined the 80s and this made Freddy more popular 9 stars Um, Gabriel says my top 5 Mel Gibson movies number 5 The Beaver number 4 Get the Gringo number 3 Father Stew number 2 Lethal Weapon 4 number 1 The Patriot Mm. Um, Sam G69 says Rings of Power is a good watch but it truly was not needed as a fan uh, I'm a big fan of the Peter Jackson movies but Rings of Power is just not needed six stars for whatever episodes I've all the way continued through <laughs> whatever episodes is he, uh, track? he is a big fan of Nightmare 3 best in the franchise even the original 10 stars Damn. Uh, Kennedy says signs is a joy as always. Eight stars. There you go. Sarah ninety seven. Nightmare three is the third best in the franchise. Eight stars. 
And then we'll end. Uh, Philip says, uh, Nightmare Dream Warriors is absolutely the best in the franchise. I like it way better than the original as well. Nine stars. There you go. Everybody is giving this movie nine and ten stars. Like I said, it has a very popular back popular uh, fan base. Next week, Halloween ends. Are you guys excited? Yeah. As long as it's not a chase from point A to point B. Like the last movie. The yeah. house to the ho- the hospital. So it's supposedly the final chapter. Halloween ends. I'm a, I'm a little skeptical, uh, you know, the way Halloween Kills ended. But I think I think nonetheless we're going to get a good movie, and I think it's going to be entertaining. So, uh, Ed, do you have anything else you want to sprinkle on uh, Dream Warriors before we get to Halloween ends? No, man. Uh, been a great episode so far. You know, happy to hear that the uh, subscriber count went way up like that for the uh, productions. Fifty-three thousand. So. That was as of an hour ago. Yeah, the video the video is at 19 million views that blew up. Oh wow! Damn. And okay, so I just want to point out that you sent us that one with like what was it? Forty two thousand. Can't play it right now. No, the one before that, like eleven point two. Oh I yeah, think. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Four days. Oh yeah, yeah four, you're right. Not even four days. So far, three days actually. It's went from October seventh to October tenth over, you know, what a forty one thousand gain, just. You know, so that's amazing right there. We're going to share the, the play button with them. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, no, man. Um, simple as that. Ready for Halloween ends. Ready to go get that one. Uh, are you going go to go to the theater to watch it or watch it on Peacock? Uh, going to be doing some different things. So I'll have to be more home-based at, at, for the next like week and a half. So. He's got COVID. Watch out. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Craig, what about you? Are you going to the theater? Are you going to stay at home watching on Peacock? It depends. If I have the time and I'm able to go, I'll go see it. But because uh, I have, you know, I get, I have free. I get three movies a week, so nice. I should use it, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Zach. Maybe. You uh, have um, any final thoughts on Dream Warriors, or are you headed to the theater to check out Halloween Ends? Um, <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually gonna go see the see it in the theaters this Friday. So I'm I, I just hope it this trilogy that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride have created. I hope it ends on a high note and it sends uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode off in a in a bang. So that's all I ask. I have this theory, um, and I want to see what you guys think. You know, I just got done finishing Dahmer, of course, and it made me really think a lot about Michael Myers. So I wanted to point this out. What do you think it would be? Would you think it'd be pretty cool for the ending to be how Michael gets the Dahmer treatment to where the ending doesn't necessarily see him really die, but yet they want to take his brain out and just see what the hell's going on with Michael and see why he does what he does. So you have like a, you have like an ending to where, you know, somebody wants the brain to be saved. And then the other one's like, no, let's just destroy it because he, he needs to go. I literally yes. thought you were yes, about to say. <laughs> he, he's what? 
He got CTE. Uh, concussions. <laughs> nah. Um, I thought you were going to say it's where he eats Jamie Lee Curtis's Lurie Strode. Mm. I was just like, oh my god. Oh, hell, I mean, that, that's, the only, that's the only thing left that Michael hasn't done, so it wouldn't surprise me if he becomes cannibalistic at the end. That's a that's a different Halloween, Ed. Yeah, I know. That's he, a... he, can, he converts Jamie Lee Curtis to be a serial killer with her. Dude. And then it's Halloween Extends. No, I don't know. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween Extends. <laughs> Forever and ever. I swear to God, in two years we get Halloween Extends, Craig. You. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, we back, bitch. <laughs> Halloween extends. But I mean, if they do actually kill Michael off, then I do think that it would probably, especially the way they started the uh, 2018 Halloween, you know, they were wanting to see what made him tick for that matter, like why he did what he did and what he, he's been up to and why he is how he is. So, I mean, so you can hear our thoughts on Halloween yeah. ends. We're going to go through it next week. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be fun. So hopefully hopefully we get a good ending. Um, Zach, Ed, Craig, unless you guys have anything else, I, I think that's going to do it this week. No, I'm, I'm good. It was a fun episode. I got my tiny cookie. So, uh, all right, guys. Same time next week. Uh, Halloween ends October 17th right here. Let us know your top five Freddy kills, and we'll read them next week. Um, so we'll be here Lo for the new episode. Halloween ends. What, Lola what? J, three boat, three boat guy. Everyone that commented on today's episode, you guys were astounding. Keep it up, and hope to see you next week. Yes. Next week, Halloween ends right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. <laughs> later. Say later. Hook them. <laughs>